Hey everybody, this is Paul and Taylor Johnson. We are so excited to have you listening to the Bible Revival Podcast. Mm-hmm. Let's go! <laughs> um, right off the bat, if you've been listening, we would so appreciate if you would leave a review wherever you're listening, share this with your friends. Um, we have been getting some incredible testimonies about what the Lord's doing through these podcasts all over the country. We're honestly totally yeah. mind blown by it. This was a complete and total act of obedience. I never planned on being on a podcast with my husband. I can tell you that, <laughs> but, um, obeying Jesus is fun right. and life giving and fulfilling. So share this with your friend, share it with your family, anyone that you think would benefit from having a Bible revival in their life. Mm-hmm. So Paul, where are we starting today? So we're going to launch from Isaiah 44 verse three. This is a really special verse to us, um, especially being here in Indiana and church planting and contending for the ministry of the Holy Spirit amongst um, a lot of religion, a lot of resistance, a lot of ignorance to the things of the Spirit. So God uh, promises and Isaiah prophesies in Isaiah 44, verse 3, the Lord says, For I will pour out water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. So we have really latched on to this, um, especially through this kind of wild and uh, crazy season we've been navigating for about a month now of um, God pouring out his spirit on the dry ground and um, streams flowing. Um, I will be honest, I used to be really discouraged by how dry, how stale, uh, Indiana is as a spiritual climate um, used to be a source of a lot of discouragement and um, my perspective has shifted recently um, by the hand of the Lord and I'm grateful for this but I've begun to see how dry how stale um, how thirsty things really are as an opportunity instead of a curse um, and as a setup for God's divine blessing for his spirit to be poured out. Because I think when things are dry and um, stale, when there's a weary land where there's no water, when true uh, rushing rivers uh, begin to flow, um, it's obvious and the contrast is clear. And so um, I'm super grateful and humbled. Um, if you're, if this is the first episode that you're joining us, um, our life, has been uh, totally flipped, turned upside down um, in the last month. And it's been a roller coaster of Holy Ghost power and um, explosive demonstrations of the Spirit. Um, we've been seeing uh, miracles and healings and um, an incredible amount of uh, prayer and prophecy and um, people uh, just having encounters with God that um, they don't even have a grid for. Um, and of course it's biblical, and um, but it's been amazing. Um, I know it has uh, changed our lives. I think if you were to interview uh, people that have come to our Father's house in the last month, um, you would probably hear a lot of people say, my life will never be the same. because of what's happening. So we've been hosting um, Indiana Awakening Meetings, as we call them. Uh, We're trying to reach the region. Um, We are committed to hosting the Holy Ghost and allowing Him to move. Um, And so it's been an awesome and uh, humbling month 
and we wanted to lean in and share more of that with you guys. Yeah, so one thing that has been so powerful through this time, whew, I'm getting teary-eyed already thinking about it, has been seeing our children encounter the Spirit. Um, you know, I I lead worship, if you don't know that, so on the stage I have this view of looking out into the altars and seeing these two, three, four, five-year-olds up to, you know, 10, 11, even teenagers are just getting wrecked by the Holy Spirit. They have these little flags and they're worshiping freely. And I looked out this Sunday night at like 1030 at night and my little three-year-old is on his hands and has his head in the carpet and his hand, or he's on his knees, has his head in the carpet and he has his hands up, um, just bowing before the Lord and like truly receiving from him. And I just feel like if we think none of that is real and our children are being impacted, that we have put God in a box, that this is forming who they know God to be, that, you know, our kids believe that the Lord speaks today, that he wants to have an intimate relationship with him. You know, when they have nightmares, we go in and we pray with them. And last night I had our little Daniel say after me, you know, say, fear, go. And he said, fear, go in Jesus name, in Jesus name. So we're, you know, putting this foundation of the spirit lives inside of us and walks with us every single day of our lives. We don't do a Sunday morning gathering that's for Jesus and then the rest of our life isn't impacted. That right. Nothing else in our life is even important other than Jesus. Everything yeah. comes second to Jesus. So in this verse... Isaiah 44, starting in verse 3, it says, For I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. They will spring up like grass in a meadow, like poplar trees by flowing streams. This is a promise from the Lord that he's going to pour out his spirit and our children will be blessed because of it. Um, So I would just encourage you to get in the river, if nothing else, for your kids to start pursuing the heart of God for the things of the spirit, because he wants more for you and he wants more for your children and he wants more for generations to come. Yeah. And I think what you're seeing there is that the heart of God is generational and that we um, so often we think uh, in a daily and a weekly kind of capacity or maybe even monthly if you're a good planner, but God is thinking in generations and mm-hmm. epics and decades, you know, that he's outside of time, of course, but, um, you know, I will pour out my spirit on your offspring. It's the father's desire to pour it out on you and your offspring and all those that come from your loins. I mean, I, it makes me think of Peter when he's preaching and he's telling them that the gift of the Spirit, the promise is for you and for your children mm-hmm. and for all who are far off. He says in Acts 2.39, as many as the Lord our God will call to himself. And then he's charging them be saved from this perverse generation. So um, seeing our kids delivered from the perversion of the generation that they're born into happens by the outpouring of the Spirit and through the promise of the Holy Ghost, captain their hearts and drawing them in. You know, we like to say that 
religion will capture you, but Jesus will captivate you. And there's a captivation and a fascination and a hunger and an awe where it's not about going to church. It's about being in God's presence and that he moves corporately when we gather. But I think religion is like, well, you need to get your kids into church and get them in a program and hopefully somebody else will tell them something about God that will stick. And I hope they don't go to college and drink and get somebody pregnant and all that stuff is um, weak and powerless. But a, a relationship with the Holy Spirit that your kids can have for themselves, encountering him. I mean, I know I personally was marked by encounters with the Holy Spirit as a young boy. I actually don't remember, have no recollection of when I started praying in the Spirit. Come on. I, I remember having visions and dreams and God visiting me and speaking to me at five, six, seven, eight. Um, but I, I, I honestly tell people I've been praying in tongues my whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just want to give another side of that. I grew up in a church that did not believe in the gifts of the spirit did not believe um that any of the gifts were for today and my parents were entered they were believers we were in church they were teaching me the word the children's program at that church was unbelievable i always joke that i got a better bible education in kids church at my church growing up than i did in bible college and i'm actually not joking i really feel that way not surprising um but my parents were introduced to the Holy Spirit while we were in this church that didn't believe in the Holy Spirit. And um, my life forever changed. And I started having encounters at 10, 11, 12 years old when my parents were introduced to the Holy Spirit with angels, with demons, with um, things of the Spirit. And, you know, my mom was... um, had a prayer language and she would pray with us and pray over us. And my dad received the gift of healing and he was seeing healings. And, you know, so this is an encouragement. If you feel like, well, I can't find a church that's flowing in the spirit. You can steward this in your home. We at that time were not in a church that was stewarding the things of the spirit. Actually, they thought they were dead. They thought they were not for today, but my parents were, um, making an atmosphere in our home where the Holy Spirit was welcome to dwell. And I was encountering Holy Spirit in a very, very real way in my home. Yeah, I love what um, our friend Barry Nichols, Barry and Diane, they were just here for marriage ministry and um, also for teach on parenting, biblical parenting. Y'all can check that out on the Our Father's House podcast. This stuff is gold. But um, the Lord spoke to him when they were uh, early on raising their kids and said to him, if you will create an environment in your home where the Holy Spirit is pleased to dwell, I will do in your children what you could never do. Come on. And Barry had a revelation that it's about the environment. It's about the atmosphere that we cultivate. You know, our home has a climate, has Mm -hmm. a culture to it. There are things in our homes that are acceptable, that are not acceptable. There are things that we value, things that we um, cherish, things that we spend time. You know, what you watch in your home matters. Your TV can be a portal to hell or it can be access to worship 
worship, mm-hmm. to prayer, to um, all kinds of great things that are out there, even on YouTube. I mean, much like the internet, it's a powerful tool and it can be um, used mightily for darkness or mightily for Jesus. And so, um, you know, we have a friend that calls it the hellavision. Um, you know, and it's funny, but it's true. Um, you know, the, those uh, music, entertainment, those are all access points of things that influence the environment, the atmosphere of our home. And I think it's really important that we guard um, how we treat one another, um, an atmosphere of repentance in your home, of apologizing to your kids when you've sinned or you've set a poor example, or you've spoken to your spouse disrespectfully in front of them, or you've disciplined them in anger, or whatever that may be. Um, all of this is the cascade and the runoff of what we're experiencing in church, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, like our homes, our lives, mm-hmm. our, our hearts are being deeply cleansed. The, mm-hmm. the, yes. the depth of repentance that that is um, breaking in, you know, I, right now, I mean this in total sincerity, I realize that the majority of God's activity in my life and in the the life of our church isn't because of me, it's in spite of me, yeah. and that I have been stubborn and arrogant and fearful and ashamed, and the Lord has moved mightily anyway because God is greater than me. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. I think one more thing is that we, I see a lot, and me personally, I've had to repent for this, is that we have advocated our authority as parents in the home, and um, I think recognizing that we are the gatekeepers of our home. We do have the authority to decide what our children are exposed to and what they're not exposed to, and To an extent, I understand we're not in complete control, and I'm definitely not saying let's be controllers, but we do have a responsibility to guard our children. So if you are watching something on TV and you have a check in your spirit, it's not up to your children to decide or not decide what they watch. You are the parent, and the Lord has created you as the authority figure in their life. If they do not learn to submit to you as the authority figure in their life, how on earth are they ever going to learn to submit to Christ as the authority figure in their life? Yes. So in seeing these incredible uh, demonstrations of God's power and just the weightiness of the Lord's presence, um, I mean, this past Sunday night, I literally just had to lay down, like, yeah. dur- like during the preaching. I mean, mm-hmm. I was just flooded with the fear of the Lord mm-hmm. and the weightiness, the holiness, the righteousness, the awe, the light of God um, flooded my heart. And, um, you know, God is bigger to me now than he's ever been. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds silly or childish, but it's like the, the awe, the, the expanse the might of God and what he can do. And he, of course, he's a loving father. He cares. He's gracious. Mm-hmm. He's kind, but, but I want to delight in the fear of the Lord. So, um, the Lord is, is doing so many tremendous things in our midst. So, Tay, what are some uh, things personally that you are learning, you are being convicted by, that you are experiencing as the Lord pours out His Spirit? Obviously, you're sharing about kids and our home and their different passions that are um, bubbling up in you. But how are you processing or working through some of this? Yeah, I mean, I think how we raise our kids is a huge one, Mm -hmm. Um, and we, 
how we steward their hearts and how we steward um, the spirit in our home. All of that has just been, I mean, we were very aware of that and um, it was very important to us before, but it's just like it's been highlighted even more. And then I think the other thing is just um, hearing and obeying and doing what the Lord has asked. Uh, As church planters in the beginning stages, you wear all the hats and you do everything. And we're in a very real season of everything is changing. Everything. We've hired new staff. We have um, elders in training. And so all of a sudden, everything is shifting. And I feel like the Lord has called me in this season to abide in him and um, not go to control, not go to fear, not go to, I mean, I don't know very many humans who are like, I love when everything in my life changes. Right. <laughs> like yeah. This is my favorite. Right. Um, but trusting the Lord and laying down my desires and even, you know, when people do things differently than I would or things like that, just releasing it to the Lord and allowing other people to step into their grace. Um, that's one thing. Definitely another thing is just the huge, huge, huge importance of prayer. Yeah. And I've definitely shifted to my, you know, quiet time with the Lord used to be mostly me and the Lord. Um, and I felt a really big shift to, obviously that's still necessary, but bring my kids into it. Um, we've been taking communion together and worshiping together and, um, just in our living room. And there are times where I'm, you know, just knelt down with my, um, face in the carpet, crying out to the Lord and my little three-year-old's just sitting there next to me and running his hands through my hair. And, um, but that's probably why he puts his face in the carpet. Yeah. Like you talked about, cause he's seeing his mom encounter God and you know, the religious box will tell you, Oh, they're just imitating behavior and they don't really know what's going on. And it's like, no, uh, the same way that you could traumatize your kids through sinful behavior, you can absolutely set an example and open spiritual pathways in their hearts and their minds of showing them what it looks like to love Jesus and encounter God and invite the presence of the Holy Spirit and how he manifests and moves. And we're all supposed to be imitators of Christ. So if we're leading them to Christ, if it begins as imitation, then they encounter the living God. Praise God. Yeah, and and I think, too, just to finish the thought with parenting, you know, it's like, of course, um, we haven't been parents that long. We're certainly not professionals (laughs) by any means. Uh, We need a lot of help and a lot of encouragement and our learning all the time. Um, But I think having been a child and being parented um, and having those experiences, the reality is that your example is the loudest thing your kids hear. Um, you know, it, it's it's really not just words. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the example. It's how you live, and it's impossible to lie to your kids yeah. about who you really are and yeah. what you really believe and what you value because they're in your home and they see your life. I don't think we intended this to be nope. all about <laughs> kids, <laughs> but it's, you know, all. the Holy Spirit wants to pour out upon yeah. our offspring yes. and um, his desire is for your children and yes. your children's children. That is the heart of the Father. So, Lord, I just ask you um, today for our listeners that you would encounter them, that you would wash over them, Holy Spirit. I pray, Father, for passionate parenting. Yes. That's what I hear in my yep. spirit, passionate parenting. Be passionate 
parents. Lord, let us, those of us that have kids, or if you're a grandparent, um, to be able to help those parenting, to be able to champion those that are raising kids. God, I pray for passionate parenting. Even if you're not married yet, that you would develop a passion and a desire to raise your kids Mm -hmm. in the fear of the Lord, to Mm -hmm. train them up in the way they should go. God, I pray that we would guard the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, in our homes, in our marriages, in our churches. Holy Spirit, would you teach us how to cultivate an environment, how to build a culture and an atmosphere that's pleasing to you, that's honoring to you, that doesn't grieve you or quench you or resist you. Lord, we receive the work of your Spirit. We want it to be fanned into flame. We desire not to restrict you in any way, but for you to be released and unleashed in Jesus' name into every area of our lives. Lord, we surrender to you. We want to parent how you do, how you father. We want to love how you love. We want to serve how you serve. We want to be your hands and feet. We want to be uh, demonstrating your kindness and your grace to everyone, especially our children. Lord, I pray that you would break out of religious boxes in churches, that you would crush the order of service, that you would deliver people from going through the motions and having everything planned out beforehand. Lord, I ask in Jesus' name that you would break out freely and openly, that you would give leaders courage to yield to you and allow you to move. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening. I hope this stirs something inside of you. And again, like Taylor started, please like and rate and share these podcasts if you believe it would be a blessing to friends and family.